Mr. Kompak. I'm the Compliance Evangelist, and I'd like to welcome you to the month of May, one of the month series on operationalizing your compliance program. And this month, I will focus on the use of your human resources function to help you operationalize your compliance program. This month, my sponsor is Advanced Compliance Solutions. Advanced Compliance Solutions is your one-stop shop for all compliance-related services. Uh, Advanced Compliance Solutions has a new, exciting service offering called the Compliance Alliance, which is a three-step program that will provide you and your team a background into compliance and the FCPA so you can consider how your product or service fits the needs of the compliance officer, the compliance practitioner, and the compliance professional. It includes a boot camp, a podcast series, sponsorship, and an in-person training. Each section builds on the other and provides your customer service and sales teams with the knowledge they need to have intelligent conversations with compliance officers and decision makers. When the program is complete, your teams will be armed with the knowledge they need to sell and service every new compliance client. Interested people should contact myself, Tom Fox. In the evaluation of corporate compliance programs issued by the Department of Justice, there was a section on incentives and discipline. This spoke directly to the need of the HR function and compliance or several other uh, parts of the evaluation which speak to the integration of compliance into your HR function to fully operationalize your compliance program. Each day this month, I will be exploring a different way for you to operationalize your compliance function through the HR function. I hope you enjoy this series. This is Tom Fox. Thank you very much for listening. Day four, the hiring process as a step to operationalize compliance. One of the theories or conventional wisdom about anti-corruption compliance is that you will never be able to reach 5% of your workforce with compliance training because they are predisposed to lie, cheat, and steal anyway. Whether they are simply sociopaths, scumbags, or just bad people, it really does not matter. No amount of training is going to convince them to follow the rules as they do not think the rules apply to them. They will lie, cheat, and steal no matter what industry they are in and what training you provide to them. But knowing such people exist, and they may be able to lie, con, or otherwise dissimulate their way into your organization does not protect your company from FCPA liability when they inevitably violate the law by engaging in bribery and corruption. It is still the responsibility of your company to prevent and detect such conduct and then remediate it if it occurs. This is where your HR function has a dual role. They can help to word out such miscreants and communicate your corporate values of doing business ethically in compliance and aligned with your corporate values of integrity. Today, I want to consider, consider several techniques which might be used to both help in the hiring process and begin the ongoing communication with your prospective employees about the values, about your company's values at the, at the pre-employment process in the employment relationship lifecycle. This gives you a way to further operationalize your compliance program. HR is really a key in this. One technique which is used by Marla Beck, the chief executive officer of Blue Mercury, is what she calls skill, will, and fit. So she would ask, what's the biggest impact you've had at your past organization? Because she feels like it's important that someone take ownership of a project they did, and you can tell them how she believes you can determine how they talk about it, uh, 
how it impacted the their prior organization. She then will ask, what do you want to do in five to ten years? She believes this gives you a lot of information about aspirations and creativity. If you're hungry to get somewhere, that means you want to learn. If you want to learn, you can grow in your job. Through a structured series of questions, a properly trained HR professional can begin to assess whether an employee might have a propensity to engage in bribery and corruption by adding information about your company's values towards doing business ethically. And in compliance, you can introduce this topic at either the interview evaluation process or in the promotion process. While true sociopaths will certainly lie to you, perhaps even convincingly, by introducing the topic at the pre-employment stage, they actually may be encouraged to take their skills elsewhere. Another approach was suggested by Russell Goldsmith, the CEO of National Bank, City National Bank in Los Angeles. He focuses on character directly by asking prospective hires whether their expectations in coming to work at Citibank, excuse me, City National would be. Because if the person is not a good match for the bank, both parties would be better off if they don't go to work there in the first place. He also wants employees who are not so intimidated that they are afraid to ask questions. He believes there, if there's no curiosity, then you're in the wrong company. Another very interesting approach was taken by, or is taken rather, by Brian Ching. Brian is the general manager of the Houston Dash, the city's professional uh, soccer team. And although it does not come from the world of compliance and ethics, I think it really exemplifies how you can use this pre-employment interview to not only communicate your expectations, but see if employees will meet those. The Dash are quite active in the local community, not only in sending players out into the community, but to meet fans and also encourage, uh, the players are also encouraged to adopt local charities and become more involved to create, create greater community involvement. The Dash leave it up to the individual player as to which charity they wish to become involved with. I asked Ching in an interview how a team could work to draft or sign players or prospects who are willing to engage in that type of community de development. He said that in addition to the metrics and traditional scouting that uh, the Dash utilize, it involves having a very frank discussion with any prospective signer signing about what would be expected of her as a member of the Houston Dash. If getting out, meeting, and interacting fans was not something the prospective employee was interested in doing, that was considered in the evaluation process. This last point uh, is assessed during a face-to-face -face interview with any prospect. For the compliance practitioner and, indeed, the HR professional, the Dash's approach to developing a loyal fan base can also be a guide to developing a relationship with your institutional client base. Ching's goals were and are more clearly than to simply get out of the office and meet people. It's also to get involved with the community. This really allows him to operationalize many of the things that uh, we have been talking about. And if you take a look at this from the operational operationalization perspective, it's clear that it would have the ability to uh, sow benefits or reap benefits rather much broadly. The second thing, uh, or the next thing rather, is the selection process for players. Something that may not be seemingly important for professional athletes is the ability to get out and engage with the community. However, at least with the Houston Dash, this is viewed not only as an important part of the job description, but a key skill for which uh, they are required to have and test it. 
This for prospective Dash players, this means that you have to have uh, a very direct conversation with him in the uh, uh, an analysis or rather interview process. And this is something that I think is uh, very significant for operationalizing compliance. Ching's discussions about how the Dash communicates their expectations is also an important point about the entire interview process and compliance. Just as the Dash use the interview process to convey expectations, they also use the interview process to uh, inquire directly from candidates if they'd be willing to go out into the public and represent the franchise. This is important for interviewing uh, in the corporate world and for compliance positions and also for senior management positions. Final approach uh, I would like to suggest was uh, came from Mike Tukin, uh, Tuchin, CEO of the software company Talend. <clears throat> he said when he interviews, the first questions are always going to be about management and leadership style. He asks a number of open-ended questions about what's important to get right as a leader. He said some people will talk about the people on their team and the best way to motivate them, but answers that scare him are from candidates who talk about people as if there's something on a spreadsheet. He believes that leadership and management are for all people. Leadership uh, is an important part of compliance, and it's important at all levels in an organization. So what are today's three key takeaways? Well, first, use the interview process to determine who would be an ethical and compliance fit for your organization. Number two, I really like the uh, approach articulated by Marla Beck, that of skill, will, and fit. Do you have the skills, do you have the will, and do you fit within the ethical values of a corporation? And then finally, consider asking open-ended questions to see how a candidate would respond. This is Tom Fox. Thank you very much for listening today on day four, and I hope you'll join me tomorrow for day five of one month to better compliance through human resources. This is Tom Fox again, and I'd like to thank you for listening to this episode of One Month to Operationalizing Your Compliance Program Through the Use of Your HR Function. If you've enjoyed this podcast, I hope you will rate it on iTunes as it would help our ratings and also get the word out about this seminal one-month series that I'm doing in 2017. Also, if you have any questions, please feel free to email me at T-F-O-X, that's T-Fox, at tfoxlaw.com. Finally, I hope you will join me again. This is Tom Fox. Thank you again for listening to this episode. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.